get up, get, get up, get up. All right, what's up, guys? Mess Up Podcast here, back with another player interview today. We're talking with catcher Tomas Nito. Going to ask him a few questions, get to know him a little bit better. Tomas, first, we have to talk about this year. You've been throwing a lot on your knees, and John, our producer, is standing right next to us. This is one of the things he wanted us to ask you badly. We came up with a nickname, Tomas Knee Throw. What are your thoughts on that? Do you accept it, or do you think we need to get a little more creative? I'll take it. I like it. <laughs> is, there, is there any particular reason, or, like, is it? have you always felt comfortable throwing off your knees? Um, I started doing it last year and uh, I don't think there was any particular reason other than uh, pitch location and I did it a few times on some pitches slow and away and then I started getting more comfortable with it so I, I kept doing it and I don't necessarily think it's uh, faster or because um, I don't throw as hard as the normal uh, throw to second but I think uh, a little more accurate so sometimes when I feel like I just have to get the ball there uh, I just try to get rid of it quick and, and give a good throw and let Guillaume or Lindor uh, or McNeil, whoever's out there, make a tag. So. Sticking with catching, just general defensive stuff. There have been a lot of turnover, the mess pitching staff from last year this year. What's it been like getting to know so many new pitchers and trying to get on the same page with so many different guys at once? Yeah, um, it's been a little uh, tricky at first, you know, trying to get on the same page in spring training. It's a little hard just because, you know, they're not throwing that many games or if they do, it's just an inning or so. And usually we're switching on and off uh, McCann and I or other guys getting some reps. So uh, once the season gets started, you know, with like a guy like Bassett, who he's got so much information and so many things going on. Uh, it takes you a couple times to get out there and the trial and error and kind of get on the same page. But, uh, you know, it's not just one. We got Scherzer, Cookie, uh, which he was here last year. But, uh, you know, thankfully it's an easy staff. And, and you know, they put uh, their work in to, to also get to know us. And that way, uh, you know, we can help each other out and, and be on the same page a little quicker. But it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. So PitchCom is in use for the first time this year. We asked Chris about it, and he gave his opinion. So I'd like to hear what a catcher's opinion is on PitchCom. Chris Bassett? Yeah, Bassett. Uh, I'd love to hear what he said. Uh, I'm kidding. But, uh, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. Uh, you know, I, I think if you don't use it, um, you know, you're vulnerable to uh, – let's wait for the plane to go by. But, uh, no, no, I think you're vulnerable to maybe them stealing signs or, or trying to – you know, they, they can have an advantage, um, you know, in, in situations where it could be a key factor to the game. So uh, you just take out that – out of the game and, and now you just focus on making the pitch and, and not have to worry about somebody stealing your signs or location. Um, I, I think it's great. I think it speeds the game up and uh, it makes it harder on the hitter to you know get on the box and wait while the guy gets a sign. It's like you get in the box, the guys already know what he wants to throw and, and you have to you know kind of be ready a little quicker. The big reason that they've installed PitchCom was to like try to push away sign stealing. As a catcher for so many years, what are some funny anti-sign stealing mechanisms or techniques you've used in your past? Um, honestly, to me, I think it's hard to, to, for, to steal signs to begin with. But for me, there'd be times where uh, I would catch myself, you know, I would give the sign and then I, I'm already done with the sign that I'm giving and I'm still just giving random signs. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just wasting time here. Uh, or like I'm trying to deke. The, the runner and, and I, I end up deking myself. I'm like late to the pitch or like, oh, I gotta get ready and the pitch kind of beats me. 
Uh, so it just, you know, it kind of takes that out of your, your mind and it's uh, something less to worry about. And, and you know, it definitely ma it makes it a lot easier on, on the pitcher and especially the catcher. I want to go back a little bit to your childhood. I was reading on Wikipedia that your family has quite the athletic resume. Your mom was an Olympic swimmer. Your dad was quite a good tennis player, and I think your grandfather as well. Who would you say is the best athlete in the family? Um, I got to say probably my mom. Uh, I think she went to the Olympics at like 11 or 12, I think 11 years old. Yeah, it was something crazy like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and just uh, the way my mom grew up and, and how she, uh, just her childhood and growing up, um, I feel like she's definitely, it's the, the highlight of, of all of us. You know, she uh, put in a lot of work and, and you know, a lot, of, a lot of work and a lot of uh, preparing to get to where, where she, she got to. So I, I would say her. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sticking with stuff from your youth. We know you played youth ball with Francisco Lindor, and I think we even read you played high school ball with Daniel Vogelback. Uh, we played... I played in uh, Puerto Rico with Lindor and then when we moved here, over here with the travel ball uh, Vogie was on the same team as well. What's it been like reconnecting with these guys over the last few years? Uh, it's, it's been awesome. Um, with Vogie, you know, I he's a, both of them are a year older than me so there'd be times where they would be playing together and I would just be on the younger team uh, but when we did get to play together it was a lot of fun. With Lindor, I mean I've known him my whole life so it's, it's, it, was a, it was really cool uh, to kind of reconnect and now be in the same team uh, and for the second year in a row. Um, the planes, the planes the are plane. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. It, it kind of goes back to sometimes I, I, I kind of try to sit back and, and realize, you know, we play travel ball and kind of where it was like meaningless and it was just fun and now we do this for a living and, and yeah, the highest level. And, and it's kind of surreal to think about you know, trying to put my mindset from back then and you see where we're at now, it's just kind of wild to think about it. World Baseball Classic coming back next year. Obviously, Team Puerto Rico is always going to be strong. Are you interested in playing in the World Baseball Classic? Is there a different feel? Because I know sometimes fans are a little hit or miss with the World Baseball Classic. So for players, that's something you guys are really interested in. Yeah, I mean, there's pride in that. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't, I don't want to be a part of it, but I'm, you know, there's a lot of catchers. I feel like Puerto Rico is just stacked. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I'm definitely, I, I think I'm definitely not the first option for it. But uh, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like uh, make it or break it for me if I don't go. It's, it is what it is. And you know, I also have to prepare for spring training and, and uh, win, try to win. You know, with the with the Mets. So that's uh, uh, first and foremost the most important thing. Talk about Puerto Rico being stacked. Puerto Rico's catching history is stacked as well. Is there any player you looked up to growing up or anyone you'd say you model your game after? Yeah, uh, Yachty. Uh, it's a no-brainer for me just growing up. Yachty, Pudge, Posada, I always looked up to those guys, but Yachty was the guy who I kind of molded my catching uh, game around. And just, uh, you know, I know him pretty well, and, and I got to know him when I was uh, in the minors. 
So I got to learn a lot from him and uh, get a lot of advice. And we also reconnected when I got to the big leagues and I was able to get some more knowledge uh, and pick his brain. So uh, even though I, I always looked up to him, I definitely try to mold my game more towards his as uh, the older I get. One of the last few questions we have here. Uh, you tweet out every once in a while. You're pretty active on social media. You drop hashtag Bob. Now, I think I have a pretty good idea what the reasoning is for that, but I'd love to hear it from you, the man himself. What's that all about? Um, to be honest, I, I still remember to this day when the whole Trevor Bauer thing happened. <laughs> and I, uh, I, was, I was in the kitchen. I was having some, I don't know, I think it, I think it was pretty late already. And I read it, and I was like, there's no freaking way that this just happened. And I, I looked at my wife, I was like, I'm just gonna say, hey, what the f Bob? And she thought it was, she was like, oh, you're gonna get in trouble for that. I was like, I don't care, it's the off season. And I was like, nobody's gonna say anything. So I said it, and then I don't know what happened. Uh, somebody said, uh, I don't know how it got to where somebody just kept saying Bob. I was like, well, I guess I'm sticking with it now. Um, but I, I never, it was just kind of joking and I never really thought much about it until I think I got off to a hot start last year and people were, just kept saying Bob and I, I don't put I don't think any of us really put that much thought into what we tweet uh, it's all fun and games and uh, I just kept going with it I kept going along with it and funny thing I don't even know the guy uh, so sometimes somebody like they'll say oh he's here I'm like who is here I, was like, I don't even know who to look for so uh, yeah I had like pinned the tweet and then I took it off I was like it's so unnecessary so yeah I mean it was fun while it lasted and it's kind of got a good kick out of it yeah all right another one of my last questions might end up being the last question but it's been just a really fun year for the Mets this year you guys are playing amazing you yourself are playing amazing probably best year of your career thus far what has been your favorite moment from this year um honestly I, I think it's been like a couple series where it's like the the environment here it's been incredible I think the Yankee series uh, obviously this weekend against the Braves was a lot of fun um, but one of my, my favorite series was actually when we played LA. They beat us the first two games and we were able to even out the series and we were missing a lot of guys. And just, uh, you know, the guys that, that were able to step up and, and kind of uh, pick each other's back. Uh, I thought that was kind of one of the series for us that was like, you know, we got what it takes. Uh, to, to be in the in the mix for this even without our main guys. So I thought for us that was kind of a character building. Uh, and, and I think that kind of kick-started what, what we've been doing this year. Just to, to and I, I think as a Buck said this in spring training when Jake uh, got injured, it's like if we were are freaking out about one guy going down, then we probably weren't built to win. Yep. So I, I've kind of thought about that throughout the whole year when anything happens. It's that if we weren't expecting bad things to happen, we probably weren't built to win. So uh, that's kind of, like I said, the Dodgers. And I think that that was a fun one that got us going. You've been great for the mess this entire year, especially with... It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Men on base, men in scoring position, and with the bases loaded. John, what are those stats again? 
7 for 15 in your career, four doubles and a grand slam with the bases loaded. What do you attribute that to? Um, I just think that uh, in the bases loaded situation, there's more pressure on the pitcher. Um, and they have to execute, and a lot of times they they uh, they leave stuff over the middle of the plate, and I try as a hitter not to uh, try to do so much and wait for the good pitch to hit. And uh, uh, luckily, been able to capitalize on, on the pitcher's mistake. Or when I have a plan, uh, looking for a certain pitch, I get it, and I try not to do too much. And I think the grand slam was, I'm not going to lie, I was looking for the pitch, and I was able to put good swing on it and capitalize. So... Uh, I think that was two years ago, so, yeah. You've also been bunting quite a bit. You seem to be the team expert bunter right now. Did did you expect to bunt this much? Was this always a game plan, or is this something that you've kind of been working on behind the scenes? No, to be honest, before uh, this year, I had not bunted much, and I'd never really practiced it either. I just, like, always, like, before in batting practice, you put one or two bunts down, and I always thought to myself, um, if I have to do this in a game, I probably should practice it with the machine, throwing hard. And so I think last year I had a few bunts where I bunted him too hard. So this year when Buck gave me the, the bunt sign, I was like, here we go. And I think it was uh, against the Nationals, I, and I got the bunt down. No, actually, the first one I fell off, and I was like, I got to get this down. Next one I got down, and I was like, well, this is harder than I thought. So I think a couple days later, they gave me the bunt sign again, and I actually bunted for a hit. And I think that for me was, okay, I got a hit bunting, I got the bunt down, now I can do this. Yeah. And it's been kind of, it kind of calmed me down and now it's it's a little more uh, of a, something I can control and get down and do what, when I want it to. So uh, it's fun. I mean, I, I think that part of the game has kind of, uh, you know, faded away. And I think that's huge. That, that wins a lot of ball games and, and you'd be surprised how much pressure it puts when laying a good bunt down, making the defense have to do the little things and the basic things, uh, do them right. So I take pride in it. And uh, I, you know, anything that can help the team win or put us in a position to win, I'm all about. That was awesome. Tomas, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview with us. We appreciate it. Let's go Mets. Great. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Let's go Mets. Get up. Get, get up. Get up.